Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Stu, we had Donald Trump uh, Jr. on today's podcast. Uh, we, uh, we covered some ESG territory uh, today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned about some of the things that Pat brought to the table today. Yeah. Uh, that... that there is one thing that has cost Americans more money than burglaries uh, since 2010. And you will not believe the answer. It is shocking and horrifying. Uh, we give that to you on the podcast. Now, Goldline is our sponsor. Tons of Americans still don't know that it is possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. They can be saving up for retirement and building a protective wall against inflation and other forms of economic insanity that pop up from time to time. Don't miss tomorrow's podcast because I'm going to be talking about this. Uh, it's a big deal. It's uh, something that Goldline could help you out with right now. I use Goldline. I, it's the only place I've ever bought gold. Um, I did my homework. I was a customer of theirs before they were a customer of mine. Uh, tell them that I sent you from the podcast and give Goldline the code MYB, which means mind your business. Uh, that's actually what we used to have on our coins in the colonial era. I love that. Mind your business. There's silver bars now that say mind your business, and you'll just get one for a thank you just for calling in. Also, you can request information at their website at goldline.com or call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the uh, <laughs> welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so very glad that you're here, and we welcome Mr. Pat Gray. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. How are you? Oh, perfect. Are they? Yeah, in almost perfect. every way. In almost every almost way. every way. Yep. You, can you think of one thing that's not going well? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Not right, right offhand. This okay. Is, this is why I like Pat Gray segments because he comes in and he's usually giving us some piece of evidence mm -hmm. that the, the entire nation is going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Right. But he also brings Kexi cookies. Yeah. Which makes me feel much much better about the world being destroyed. Okay. <laughs> Can which you can obtain for the... yourself at kexi.com, by Thank the way. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. K-E-K. 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 S-I. S-I. Yes. Okay. It is so Finnish for easy. cookies. So population. We are huge with the so Finns. All the we... Finns in America are going, yeah, can we have the conversation that you and I have had offline in our email about... Oh, uh, we can. Cookies. Yeah, you yeah. Can talk yeah. about that if you so, want. So, uh, <laughs> so Pat writes me uh, on vacation. He's like, Glenn, we, 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 nobody knows what Kexi cookies. You know, mm -hmm. Kexi. They don't know how to spell. And I said, Huh? Who would have guessed that? Right. Who would have guessed that? Because, Which he said from the beginning. Yeah, yes. I've said. Can you just name them the greatest cookies dot com? And we could, you know, but it's taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could. Of I course. could. I'll find one for you. I'll okay. find something for you. Uh, you know, it's like anything like that. Uh -huh. And uh, and so he's like, we're gonna we're gonna change it because no. And I said, oh, good. What are you thinking? 
Okay. One was like, one was, was it cow pie? Yes. Yeah. One was mm-hmm. cow pies. Cow pies. Cow pies. Because they'll, ne- they'll remember that. They will oh, yeah, remember yeah, they that. will remember that, but yeah, I don't that was think my point yummy too, cookies. was because uh, cow pie is cow poop, <laughs> yeah, and right. it might not be associated yeah. with delicious, <laughs> you know? That's my first thought. That's yeah. my first thought. Okay. Uh, what yeah. were the other names? I don't remember. Oh, yes, you do. I don't. Yes, I you do. Completely There was another one that. like uh, fangomango.com. Something <laughs> ridiculous. And I'm like, fango. what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's put t- something like yummy cookies in the title. But those are the things. You did that initially. And these are mm-hmm. all, all those names are taken. Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. there are other cookie companies that think their cookies taste good. They're, yeah. they're wrong about whether they're as good as Kexi cookies. I'm but- telling you. I'm telling you, for a price, because I'm a very busy man, mm-hmm. I will help you find the right name, Pat. But it's I'd always like, like, you know, this was this was Amber's uh, doll, Goo Goo Kitty. <laughs> and so it really means something to the kids. So we're going to call them Goo Goo Kitties. How? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, we can't talk about the email exchange. Okay. We can't talk about, can't talk about it? Okay. No. How, why is the no. world, how is the world falling apart, Pat? Yeah. Can we talk about that? Well, I'll tell you one way in which the world is falling. Do you remember the FBI raid? Since everything is FBI related now and yeah. how you can't mm-hmm. trust them. Mm-hmm. You remember the raid they made on the big vault in... Uh, Beverly Hills, California. Yeah, yeah, with all safety the safety deposit boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took everything out of the safety deposit box. And the people in in Beverly Hills were like, "Wait a minute! I didn't have anything to do with the scam that was being run by the one guy with the safety deposit box. Right? Why are you taking all my stuff? Right? 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 Yeah. So supposedly they were after the owner of the vault. Okay, not the individuals who were placing things in the vault, which included eighty million dollars in cash. Tens of millions of, of valuables. Million yeah, it was over $100 million they, they confiscated. Oh, my gosh. They took it all. It wasn't part of the warrant. They said, hey, we're just looking at the company. We're not interested in the individuals. In fact, we just want to inventory them and we'll leave them alone. Nope, they lied. And they took everything. And almost none of those people have gotten their, their, You're kidding me. their oh money or their, or their uh, valuables back. It's been five years. This is this is becoming insanity. And if you don't think the FBI, if they can do this to people who had eighty million dollars in cash Mm -hmm. in the, I mean, these are not small individuals. Then no, if they can get away with it, what do you think they're going to do to you? Yeah, Beverly Hills. These are people with power, with power, power and money, influence. Yeah, and. I think that the FBI has just scared them away because nobody wants to do battle with the FBI. Who wants to do that? Well, who do you call? This is what I've this is what <clears throat> I've been saying for 50 years now on the air. When the cops go bad, right, who, who do, do you call? You call? Mm-hmm. So it's a pro- I got a problem with my local cop. Great. Kick it up to the state. If the state's bad, kick it up to the feds. If the feds are bad, there's no place to go. Where are you going? The United mm-hmm. Nations, they ain't going to help you. I mean, the courts should be the answer to that question, right? Yeah. I mean, how, how are the courts not. allowing this? Americans, get this, Americans have lost more money in most of the years between 2004 and now. They've lost more money in civil asset forfeiture than have happened in burglaries. What? The main burglar is the U.S. government. They're a bigger burglar. Unbelievable. Than burglars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Where does the hamburglar fall on this scale? 
A little, a little below, a little below what okay. the U.S. government okay. has taken. Have we? Yeah. Been busy for a while. I was it's the about value you. meal he Probably. mostly steals. Yeah. We <laughs> all know what the FBI is, but maybe we should change their name to Boo Boo Bunny. <laughs> or <laughs> well, people didn't know what FBI was at the beginning, right? right. That's what's then the. Then we should call them Boo Boo Bunnies. Wait a minute! I don't know how to spell bureau. <laughs> so <laughs> people figure it out eventually. FBI.com. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so. Uh, that's incredible. That's in, that is. is amazing. It, did you hear this one? You know, the informant uh, that was, you know, one of the people from the FBI uh, that uh, was part of the sting to get the people on the, you know, Governor Gretchen Whitmer case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, one mm. of them is a female. She shared a bed and smoked pot with one of the men. Mm-hmm. Um Lawyers for Barry Croft Jr., one of the alleged ringleaders of the kidnapping plot, said FBI informants improperly coordinated with the accused. Uh, the former Jenny Plunk and Steve Robinson's unusual relationship with Croft include smoking pot with him and traveling to several of his militia training sessions, uh, also sharing a hotel room. Now, don't know if anything. Do either of them have monkey pox? <laughs> we don't know if anything. But this is they are entrapping mm-hmm. we we're doing a special in a couple of weeks on the fbi and the history of the fbi they've they were created dirty they were mm. dirty from the beginning and then hoover died and we had a few years where we all believed but oh wait a minute they can be trusted no they can't they're completely out of here's the good news and i'm going to share this in detail There are people in the FBI that are becoming whistleblowers. There are 16 whistleblowers now at the federal level, at the highest levels. That's really a good sign. Yeah. Jim Jordan made a big point that there's a lot of good people in the FBI. It's the people at the top that are screwing everything up. The people who are in the FBI. Look, we have a lot of people who listen to us that are law enforcement. You know how we feel about you. We've always been there for you. You need to start being visible at the local level and speaking out. You need to start talking and speaking out. Even if there's nothing happening in your particular division, you need to start speaking. You can call me. I'll put you on the air. And you could say, look, there's I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, and there's nothing bad that's going on here that I know of. But what's happening in Washington, D.C. is wrong. You've got to start speaking out. Really important. Really important. Because look how much the American people are down on the FBI right now. We've got no there's, confidence in them. The, did you see the um, do you see the story <laughs> where. Um, there was a shooter, an active shooter, someplace in a school. It didn't lead, I don't think, to a mass tragedy. Um, but they, there was a shooter, and the parents were not listening to the police. The parents just went in, and they're like, "Screw you." Mm-hmm. That's because where they were being tased, though, and right, the but cops. That's in. because of Uvalde. Yeah, you now go. I don't know if I can trust them. This is the Bubba effect, and it's happening in everything. I mean, this is there's a really good case to be made that uh, the the FBI just did this raid just to piss people off. That's it. 
Mm. just to lower our standard on the Justice Department, piss you off, and cause more chaos. Tell me what they have done that hasn't led to more chaos. Well, again, remember, this is an organization that has been telling us for multiple years that the biggest threat to our nation is right-wing extremists. Yes. Mm. Extremists, right? The Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, all of these groups. QAnon. QAnon. All, they're the biggest threat to our country. Now, let's just say, let's take for at their word for a minute that they had a bunch of documents. They disagreed on it. They were very, very intent on getting these things back. They're very important. We still don't know really what they were, but let's just say they are. Okay, it was a, it was a, a legitimately important thing for the FBI and and the government to get these documents back. If that were the case, these documents have been under the control of Donald Trump for a year and a half, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If he mm-hmm. wanted to hide them in some place where you could never find them or destroy them or destroy them, he could have done it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, isn't the proper thing to do? To come to the American people, even it's through, even if it's through their 964 million leaks that they've been able to do since the incident happened, and go to the American people and say, hey, we've been asking for these documents. Hey, we've been asking for these documents. Hey, we put a subpoena in. Hey, we really get, if, if they don't return them in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to go to Mar-a-Lago and search the place and at least prepare yeah. the American people for something like this coming. Because... Out to the average American, especially to the average Trump supporter, they see him as being you know, persecuted, persecuted for a very long time, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with no notice, you uh, show you show I, up at his house when he's not there and search his wife's underwear drawer. Check because I believe you know there is a ninety-day window where you cannot do anything that could affect the election. Okay, did mm-hmm. you know that? Ninety days before any election, the FBI is not supposed to make any busts that could affect the election. Yeah, I mean that's not a it's not, it's a, not hard, a hard fast, fast rule, right? Right, because right. the, the Clinton people what are complained the about rules? this. Yeah, one of the unwritten right. rules before okay. 2016. Fine, yeah. okay. So they did this like the day before the 90 day mm. period. I mean, they 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 look. Donald Trump Jr. is going to be on with us in about a half an hour, and I've got a lot of questions for him. The FBI owes it to the American people because you have Mm -hmm. zero credibility, none. You owe it to the American people to take the affidavit and release it. Donald Trump says it's fine. Now you say, well, it could hurt our investigation. I'd like to know exactly. You can't just come out and say nuclear. Do you really think that some nuclear secret is just kept in the bottom of the president's desk? A nuclear secret Mm. is something that would be in a in a a locked briefcase that comes over from the Pentagon. You don't just say, oh, what is that under N or B for bombs? You don't. And you had there is a chain of command, and if you leave it with the president, you would have to inform the Pentagon, I've left it with the president. Well, I know I'm not supposed to, but he's the president. He told me. Okay, all right, hang on. Mr. President, someone, I have to be here with you. Someone's going to replace me in a couple of hours. They also have to be here as long as the document is here. That's how we handle nuclear secrets. And if we don't, we have bigger problems. There's something wrong here, and Americans know it. And those Americans who don't know it, you are going to be responsible for your own children's slavery. 
You cannot allow a government to have this kind of control. You know, if this was happening to Joe Biden, you would be saying exactly the same stuff and you'd be calling us, you'd be calling Donald Trump, if he did it, a fascist dictator. There is a rule of law and it must apply to both sides. Otherwise, all of us, all of us, will fall under a dictator. Pat, thank you very much for stopping by. Pat Gray Unleashed and uh, Kexi Cookie. Kexi.com. Oh, Kexi.com. You didn't even put the cookie in there. Nope. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Kexi.com. Uh, K-E-K-S-I. Well, he was thinking about Kexi Cookie. K-E-K-S-I. Cookie spelled with a K. But then he thought, that might not be right. <laughs> This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. Honored to have Donald Trump Jr. on with us, the executive vice president of Trump Organization uh, and author of Liberal Privilege. Welcome, uh, Don. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing okay. Good to be with you guys. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you, I saw your father at CPAC, and I sat there and I listened to him, and I thought there is no one in American history, no one, who has gone through what your president, what what your father and your family has gone through. Uh, and then Monday, this happens. Let me get some. Uh, let me get some. Just some facts here from you. Um, first of all. Uh, they have released the warrant, but not the affidavit. Your dad has come out and said, absolutely, I insist that you release it. Um, any chance of that happening? Have you heard anything? You know, I, I doubt it. You know, you, you see what happens. Uh, it's not our first rodeo. Uh, none of this surprises us. You know, Merrick Garland gets on TV. They want total transparency because of. You know, and then, oh, oh, we can't actually we can't actually do that. We got the soundbite out there. We'll get our our lackeys in the liberal media to run with it as though that's meaningful or real. Uh, and then they, they do absolutely nothing. Remember, you know, Mary Garland had no knowledge of it. Then he had knowledge and personally signed off. Then it turns out he's been weighing the decision for months. It's all a lie. And that, that's the real problem is, you know, they, they do this stuff. Um, say you saw it yesterday with the passports. They took his passports which weren't part of the warrant. They took picture books, uh, which probably weren't part of the warrant, uh, but none of that matters. Then they leak it to Nora O'Donnell. No, 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 we didn't actually do it. It takes about six seconds to disprove this stuff. You know, meanwhile, the other information and the misinformation that's put out there goes viral, and they pretend that this stuff's above board. I mean, think about it. They use the FBI's HRT, the hostage rescue team, uh, to serve this, uh, you know, search warrant. You know, that's like the SEAL team uh, of the FBI to to serve a warrant on an empty house. I mean, I understand that three weeks ago, according to the media, you know, Donald Trump apparently, you know, choked out two very heavily armed and very fit <laughs> young uh, Secret Service agents to take over the beast. Right. Uh, to drive down to his supporters at January 6th. Now, you know, they heard that from a witness who seemed to have perjured herself uh, when the Secret Service agents themselves self said, hey, we'd like to testify uh, and say that that didn't even come close to happening, you know, now they don't want to hear from them anymore. Uh, but, I mean, think about it. They use the HRT, the hostage rescue team, to try to serve this warrant. Like, Donald Trump's going to, you know, he wasn't so even there, but, like... 
how many times did they, I mean, because they contacted your dad, he put a lock on the door where they were done at their request. Where was yeah. this in the back and forth? Uh, listen, I know they've been working with him for months. They said he was been nothing but cooperative. Uh, you know, all they had to do was ask. He's literally said that. And they, they turn over whatever they're looking for because, you know, but they can't do that. They don't, they don't want to do that. They want to do it under, you know, the guys. They want to, A, create the intimidation factor, you know, of going in there with the HRT. You know, we, we got we to gotta really make sure that people learn not to speak out against us. Uh, you know, I, I don't know of an institution in America that's destroyed their credibility more than the FBI. I mean, they, they clearly haven't stopped anything uh, in, in months. And then, you know, then they get on TV. How dare they speak out against the FBI, who's functioned so admirably, know. you know, when, you know, Peter Strzok uh, and Andy McCabe go on TV and talk about integrity after, you know, lying when they sign off on faulty FISA warrants, uh, when others literally get caught lying. They're, you know, they're back in their jobs like nothing happened because it was against Donald Trump. Uh, you know, the, what's going on is absolutely disgusting. It's clearly an, an intimidation tactic. You know, the deep state's uh, rearing its head. And imagine, you know, the media, if Donald Trump weaponized the FBI to go after his political enemies and did this to Barack Obama, their heads would explode. There would be nothing I, else on TV for them. It's, oh, it's ho-hum because Donald Trump is the only guy that has the guts and it's willing to stand up to these clowns. Every so, other republic, you know, there's, there's plenty of them totally silent on all of this, too, I because know. either they see it as a window for their political future. Well, you know, if Donald Trump's not in the way, maybe there's a chance for my milquetoast uh, personality to, to ascend to the highest level of the Republican Party and, and serve the Democrats dutifully, because um, that's what it seems like at this point. So, you know, all of these tactics are designed to intimidate, especially Donald Trump and anyone else who'd have the guts to actually uh, speak out against these people. But what's nice is, like all of the things they've done lately, it's gone so far. Uh, so much of the American public who've been politically agnostic, who've been quiet, who've been silent, like they're watching this stuff and they can't believe I have Democrats. You know, don't forget, I, I was from New York, even though I'm a lifelong conservative. I was from New York. I got plenty of Democrat friends that are like, holy crap, what's going on in our government? If this was going on in a banana republic, you know, the warmongers in government, they'd be starting a war to overthrow those governments. I, it's I, happening I, here. I will it's tell you I, by our DOJ. I will tell you that um, when I heard that they were going after your dad for espionage, I, I, yes. I'm, my, I, I really thought I have finally entered, you know, the Alice in Wonderland uh, upside down. I, I just, I, I. Your father with espionage? Yeah. It's Russia, 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 part 29. You know, give me a break. Like, yes, he has the nuclear codes. He probably stole the nuclear football, and yeah, he's giving those things to... Uh, so like, we, when does it end? We are, oh, wait, maybe we'd be better off if Donald Trump still had the nuclear football, because at least our enemies respect him, unlike the laughing stock uh, that currently occupies uh, you know, the White House which is frankly, you know, his personality and his idiocy is only encouraging our enemies. But, you know, when does it stop? Can like, I, can does, I, it, does it ever? And it, you know, it's only making me more, more inclined to be more aggressive, speak out further. I probably already am rather aggressive, but you know, because this stuff can't happen in America. So, and for our media to sit idly by, spread the propaganda, you see what they do every time, right? Something mm -hmm. happens, 
They lose control of the narrative. They leak to their usual suspects. I want to know, you know, are the FBI agents involved in this one the same ones that were looking into Hillary uh, and the laptop uh, and the taking of hammers to uh, Blackberries uh, and Anthony Weiner and the top secret stuff that was supposedly on his laptop? Because I wonder, do they have like just a team, a corrupt team that they use to do all of these things? Because one has to start wondering these things uh, because this can't just be coincidence at this point. Um, you know, and I've gone through great length, Glenn, as you know, to sort of make the distinction between sort of the, the bureaucrats at the FBI, the guys that, yeah, know. you know, they're lawyers, they've never carried a gun, they wouldn't know what to do with one if they did, who have weaponized, uh, you know, that formerly great institution, you know, and the door kickers uh, who come up to me all the time and they're disgraced what's going on in their, in their you know, their organization or their retired guys, especially because they're a little bit more. Uh, inclined to be vocal about it. But like, if the regular guys don't start speaking up, uh, don't start functioning as whistleblowers, you know, who are definitely their heroes and deities if they're whistleblowers for the left. Yeah, no. you know, if you're a whistleblower for the right, you lose your job. Someone's got to start saying something because it's getting much and much harder to defend, uh, you know, I, even I am... the rank and file at this point who, you know, again, don't seem to be stopping anything. Uh, they've I... had... On the radar, every terrorist in the last, uh, every psychopath in America, they've been on their radar, and yet they managed to slip through and kill people all over America. But, you know, they, they've certainly had plenty of time to weaponize a BS argument against Donald Trump and, and do so ad nauseum. I will tell you, I've got, I've got a bazillion questions I could ask you, but I'm just about to run out of time because I know you're a busy man. But um, So let me, let me go here. First of all, there are, I think, 13 or 14 whistleblowers, which is a really good sign. We need many, many more. But there are whistleblowers uh, in the FBI, so they haven't killed it yet, uh, although it is on that road. Um, the New York Times, for some reason, decided to report that your uh, your father reached out to Garland and asked how he could help reduce the heat to calm everybody down. I thought that was a great move. Yesterday, he came out and said, look, the temperature is getting to a boiling point here. Um, you know, I'll do anything I can to reduce the the temperature. Uh, we are in deep trouble, and I think they are doing this because they can't find the extremists. They want to make people extremists and just keep poking them over and over and over again. Yeah. What is... Well, listen, it certainly sounds that. Like you saw what they did with you know, those meth heads in Michigan, uh, where they tried entrapping a bunch of lunatics uh, to try to create the assassination plot of Gretchen Whitmer. And they, you know, oh, they ran with that right before the election. Like so, it's real. You know, the, the, the three white supremacists left in America, and it, they found them all, and they're going to, like, give me a break. These are the same clowns that say, you know, that's the greatest threat to American democracy in America. And like, wh- like, where? What are you talking so, about? So let me, uh, so it's lunacy. I, I, I want to ask you this. I want you to leave us, if you can, with some hope. What is it that the American people should be doing? I think they are paying attention. They are... Um, uh, calling their senators and congressmen that are not speaking out. I think Congress and the Senate needs to be very clear on this. Um, but what is your message or your father's message to the American people who are like, I can't take it anymore? 
Listen, I, I think we have to stay in the game. I, I think this, you know, I, I think it's very purposefully a war of attrition on the other side. If they can intimidate you enough, if they can make you cause enough, you know, create enough fear. Uh, and they've certainly done that. And I, I can understand why. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think, you know, so much rests on us not letting this just slide. Uh, if they do this now and they try to weaponize it to prevent a Trump from running, which is clearly what they're doing, right? They, yeah. they exercise an incredibly broad search warrant. They take picture books, uh, even anything that they can do to try to hurt Trump. Uh, you know, they don't want his lawyers present, you know, because if I'm doing a search warrant, I want the lawyers present so that there's never Correct. anything above board. And then when you question why they would do that, how dare you question it? I mean, I don't know. I've been looking at the FBI for the last five or six years. It doesn't seem like they've done anything above board lately, right? I mean, they don't get in trouble for doing the things, but, you know, they get caught, uh, you know, manufacturing things, faulty signatures, lying, whatever it may be. And we're supposed to still believe that this is a credible organization. You know, I think we have to actually be engaged in this process. I think we cannot let it slide. I think we cannot just say, okay, well, you know, let's just maybe put a milk toast Republican in there because that will right. calm things down. No, but that gives them the win. That gives them everything that they want because nothing will ever be done to prevent this from happening again. I think what you need, honestly, <laughs> you need a Donald Trump in there and you need to actually drain the swamp. You've got to fire the bureaucrats and you need someone who has the guts to actually do that. And right. Honestly, I don't know that that exists in too but much. But we are not beyond, party. we are not to the point where we are beyond the ballot box, are we? You, you know, I, we, I think we have to be at the point where we overwhelm the ballot box. We Correct. overwhelm the games that are played. You saw what happened yesterday uh, in the, the recall, uh, you know, the signature ballot recall Correct. for George Gascon. You know, the Democrats in charge, they threw out 30 percent of the signatures who I'm sure people, you know, they're watching what's going on in crime ridden California. And I'm sure they were real and really signing off. So they took 750,000 signatures. They canceled about 30 percent of them said, oh, now you didn't make 30 percent. But they want you to believe that the 2020 election, that less than one percent uh, of the signatures of these random ballots going out to people in dozens to various homes, like all over the country, they want you to believe less than one percent of those were faulty. But more than 25, almost 30 percent of the ones in the California recall elections were, were faulty. Right. Like, that doesn't work. Like, these aren't, you know, it's not like a sample size of three. You know, this is a sample size of three quarters of a million people. Uh, that was 30 percent. But over over, a, uh, you know, 100 million people, it was less than one percent. Give me a we, we have to overwhelm it. We have to get in there. We have to do everything we can to save our country and, and the, you know, the republic, because uh, if it is it is at stake and it is on the ballot. Donald Trump, Jr. Thank you, sir. My best to your family and uh, to your father. We are praying for him and you and the rest of the family. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you so much, guys. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. All right, where should I start? Uh, How about this one? About one third of America is now reporting being extremely or very concerned about climate change. That's 10 percentage points less than in 2019. Okay. It was 44%. Like, we're all going to die in a fiery, flaming flood. 
gonna be so hot and then so cold and then so hot and then so cold, we're all gonna die. Good thing that we won't have any heaters or air conditioning units. Uh Uh-huh. Now, just over half of respondents say they think their actions have an effect on climate change. Three years prior, however, 66% say they believe their individual actions made a difference. When asked how much responsibility individuals bear for addressing the issue, only 45% said a great deal or a lot. That percentage was 50%. Despite relative apathy regarding climate change, 71% do believe that it is happening. Only 11% remain disbelievers. Now, let me tell you something. People on, people on the right are always called flat earthers. They don't believe in climate change. Of course I believe in climate change. What do you think? What? What was the ice age? Of course, the climate changes. Climate changes for a myriad of reasons. And I'm one of them that believe that, yes, we we probably have an effect on it, too. We should do everything we can to be healthy for ourselves, our children, our posterity, the animals, the trees, the water. Not to tell you what I'm really thinking. I think we, I want the dirtiest, greasiest, uh, just chemical-ridden water for my kids in their future. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who says that? That's like a Disney villain. However, I also think the Earth is alive. No, it's not Gaia. It's not a god. It's a living thing. And I think the Earth will destroy us when it's ready. And I also believe in a God who might do the same thing before the earth gets around to it. I'm just saying. There are certain things you have to do. But this climate hysteria it does not, if you don't buy into, we're all going to be dead by 1230 this afternoon. If you don't believe in that, you're not a flat earther. You're a reasoned, thinking human being. This is not about climate change. See, this is the real problem. This is where you separate the thinking people from the, oh my gosh, people. Okay? This is where, this is where the rubber meets the road. Should we tube the global economy which has made the air cleaner, the water fresher, the skies cleaner, people's lives better. Should we, should we just dump all of that? You know, if America falls, if America would fall, what do you think's going to happen to our national parks? Oh, those going to work out. Oh, well, we're going to fall, but we're keeping the forest rangers. No. We're going to fall, but we'll still have all those firefighters in the airplanes to put the national forest out. No. Mm-mm. Nope. We have to be reasonable. And... What's happened is it has become a giant industry. 
And now it has gotten so bad. By the way, um, have you noticed the hurricanes? <sighs> the hurricanes this year. I mean, look at the fires and the floods and the, all the horrible, horrid, horrible, horrid, 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 horrible, awful, nasty, just life-threatening stuff that is or isn't happening. Uh, have you noticed that the hurricane season's supposed to be the worst? We're a wipeout buyer. Nothing yet. In fact, this is the first time in seven years that a hurricane hasn't even formed in the Atlantic Basin. Yeah. First time in seven years. Well, it's only because the big one is coming. BlackRock, which is the key of the behemoth of ESG and the ESG mafia has just added new people to the White House. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. They're now working up the upper. Well, we already have one as chief economic advisor to the president and another one that's a chief economic advisor to the vice president and another one who's a chief economic advisor from BlackRock uh, at the Treasury Department. So we, we have that going for us. But they're adding new people. So we've got this public-private partnership with BlackRock. And uh, BlackRock's getting even more money today. Yeah, yeah. Climate stocks going through the roof today because Biden's about to sign that $740 billion bill. Yeah. Yeah, now this is really great. I love this. But let me give you some good news. This comes today from the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Did it just dump on me? I just, all right, all right. Here it is. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports. Our legendary editor, Robert Bartley, used to quip that it takes at least 65 editorials on a subject to really have any impact well, we know what he meant after laboring in the vineyards low these many years to draw attention in editorials to the politicized investing that travels under the bland label ESG for environmental, social, and governance. Yes, it, it, it really was that quip that really pointed out that maybe they're, they're slow to make an impact. Yeah, or people just start waking up because regular people are talking. You know, they, they don't say, and low. After laboring in the vineyards low these many years. That's not the way people talk, Wall Street Journal. But now people are starting to pay attention to it. And I want to give you something in the Wall Street Journal today that is extraordinarily good news. Meanwhile, an intriguing new investment alternative to ESG funds has gone public. Strive Asset Management last week announced its first exchange-traded fund, DRLL, a passively managed energy index fund designed to mimic BlackRock's passive U.S. energy index fund. Strive says it's raised more than $100 million in assets under management and has $160 million in traded volume in its first week. We have no brief for any particular business model. Uh, let everyone compete for the investment dollars, the way we say it. Oh, lo, you are still striving. Anyway, they talk about how Strive, $100 million, remember, when he announced it on this program, he said, if we could get up to a billion dollars, we're going to make an impact on the, the energy industry. 
Well, they're a tenth of the way there. This is not a commercial and not investment advice because I'm, I'm, I'm not being paid for this. I wish I was. I should be paid a lot. Oh, they are actually a, aren't they a new sponsor on like Blaze or something? But this isn't a commercial. Um, have, you, have you talked about moving some of your money that you might have an investment over to DRLL? Strive. Just look up Strive Asset Management. Yes, I have, Glenn. You've actually done it, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I have. I did it during the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm signing on right now. Yeah, I've got to go through my wife. It's slow. The process, it's committees, meetings with my wife, you know. Well, we know who runs the house. She but you does. Don't have to convince she us that. does. Uh, but I, I think it's a really good thing. I don't know about investment, but this is the way to beat ESG. And they are freaking out. It's really building quickly, too. Right. This is. Oh, yeah. This is turning into a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's I'm not going, just us talking about it. I'm going today to Utah, to Salt Lake, to do uh, a meeting tomorrow with the House and the Senate um, uh, in an off session meeting about ESG. Tonight, I was supposed to just have dinner with some people. And I don't know how this happened, but it turned into like an open event because the attorney general's coming and the senators are coming and Mike Lee's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. All of a sudden, I think it's like a 2,000-seat dinner that we're at. It's like, I just thought we were getting together with some friends. So tonight, uh, I'm meeting with the real activists of ESG, the people who are really, truly making a difference. And that has to happen in every state. I'm really glad to see what they are doing now in, um, uh, in Arizona. The Arizona Attorney General is now getting together with 19 other attorney generals all across the country, and they're demanding BlackRock give them answers. Um, they have been hiding behind this and then telling investors, oh, you know what? You will, you're going to lose money for the next 10 years, you know, but it's going to be so worth it because, you know, we all really care. Look, if you care about that, I mean, that's how I'm pitching it to my wife. I don't know if it's going to make money. You know yeah. me. I have no idea. But I'd like to invest in it because I believe in America and I believe in America's energy independence. And so if it just holds even or even if we lose a little, I'm okay. We should do that. And I'm fine with that. But don't take my retirement money and without me knowing that you're doing that, just to sign it into an ESG program. No, no. That is people are waking up and they are freaked out of their mind which brings me to what they want to do next to stop you from listening to people like me or doing your own homework or having these very dangerous opinions so here's what they're talking about now World Economic Forum is becoming a little concerned. Unapproved opinions are becoming more popular and online censors can't keep up with the millions of people being more aware and more vocal. The censorship engines employed by the Internet platforms turn out to be quite stupid and incapable. People are even daring to complain about the World Economic Forum. That's unacceptable. So WEF author has come up with a solution she proposes to collect off-platform intelligence from millions of sources to spy on people and new ideas, then merge this information together for content removal decisions sent to the Internet platforms. 
They are looking for an intelligence-based approach and use AI. What they're doing is they want to bring in multi-language, human-curated, off-platform intelligence into learning sets. The AI will then be able to detect nuanced, novel abuses at scale before they reach mainstream platforms. So, in other words, they're go- they they're suggesting that they start collecting billions of bits of information on each of us and they see where are these things starting and they'll be able to do that because they can predict each individual this is not beyond the capability of ai anymore and so they're going to find out yeah that tweet was bad but where did that tweet really come from that tweet was started two years ago when that individual was reading this thing. Let's get rid of that thing. That person has been listening to this, this, and this, and reading this. And the other person that came up with the same kind of idea was reading the same thing and listening to two out of the four people. Let's get rid of those. That's what they're talking about doing. It is truly mind control. They are going to start censoring the Internet in advance of you forming a wrong opinion. Also, it's not good enough to censor John1234 at Google or Gmail. It's not good enough to do that and cancel his uh, tweet because that one tweet, it has to be all across all platforms and anything that person is connected to. This is ESG in action. It's not enough to take you off of Twitter. Depending on how misinformed you are, they will, they will reach into all platforms that you would use and ban you from all platforms. This is Orwell, 1984. Your friends and neighbors, uh, I've said this for a while, if they don't get it now, they probably won't. But I I would like you to, while you're um, getting everybody you can out to vote, that should be your number one priority right now. Um, I, I would highly suggest that you talk to people that you think might get it who are kind of on the fence and going, you know, look, this is probably not good. And don't make it about Donald Trump for sure. Just say, okay, look, I mean, let's be honest. If, if this was happening on the other side. Yeah, well, it wouldn't. Uh-uh. If it was happening on the other side, you would be saying the same thing. You would be saying we're in trouble. You know we're in trouble. I blame one side. You blame the other. The problem is the government has the power to control it. Whatever side gets it can beat down the other side. That's not America. ESG is controlling how we invest, what we say, what we think. And now with this latest, and you can find this, by the way, at the WEF website. Okay, Go to WEF and, and just look it up yourself. It's there. Not taking it from some crazy, um, you know, fringe website. You just search for the solution to online abuse. AI plus human intelligence. It's right at the World Economic Forum. Show that. 
Show that to your friends. If they don't get it after this, they're not going to. And move on. Move on. Save as many as you can. But we have a voting battle to fight. Na, na, na.